Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Thank you, Farad, and welcome again, my baby boomer friends. You are listening to the podcast made just for you, Another Day Above Ground. And it's produced and presented by my partners and myself. I have two partners, one in the mile-high city of Denver, Colorado, Carolyn Strauss. It is the beginning of fall. It's starting to get cooler, thank God. It's the first day my air conditioner hasn't been on in like three months, so I'm in a very good mood. How are you guys? I, I'm, I'm in a delightful mood. Thank you for asking. You know, it's a, because I, well, I've been drinking since seven this morning. And joining <laughs> us from Indiana, the Aristotle of comedy, Mr. Tim Slagle. Hey, uh, the Dow started out 800 points down today. It uh, it actually dropped faster than Hunter's crack pipe. <laughs> oh, that's delightful. That's <laughs> Not for Hunter. Not for Hunter, but no, because you can break those. They hit the cement. Yeah. <laughs> well, I had, uh, I had this last week. I celebrated my... I believe my 47th wedding anniversary, all to the same woman. I believe. And, uh, I believe. Uh, yeah, you lose count after a while. And you got to do the math. Oh, you know, man. We have a blackmail tape now. But I, I was trying to figure out, you know, what to, what to get her. Like on our 25th anniversary, I took her to, uh, to Italy. And so I'm thinking now on our 50th anniversary, I'm going to go pick her up. <laughs> and I, I think that would be a beautiful, uh, a beautiful thing. So. But it's a long way till then, and we've got a lot of uh, a lot of things to uh, a lot of things to take care of. One of them is the fact that you know, as baby boomers in this pandemic, we tend to get a little, I don't know, bored. So I found a guy. You know, we were thinking about this, like hobbies, right? I found an article about a guy. His name is Jorge Arias. He's from Mexico City, who's about to be in the Guinness Book of World Records. Do you know what he did? Gosh, no. Did he swallow something? No. (laughs) I think that's a record, too. (laughs) He collected, he has collected more cars, as in, like, like toy cars from the Disney car movies than anybody else on the planet. He's collected over 1,200 little model cars from the Disney car movie. And I was reading that article thinking if he had saved that money, he could have bought a real one that he could actually drive. So why? Why would so he So these are little this? toy cars? Because a yes. movie was a cartoon. Yes, little toy cars. He has 1,200 of them, and it's more than anybody else, and that got him in the Guinness Book of World Records. Is he a boomer? Yes. Is he really? Yes. Oh, sounds like a millennial. Yeah, <laughs> no, really. It sounds like an idiot. Yeah, <laughs> but see, Guinness will give a record to anybody for anything. We should do one for the longest podcast by three baby boomers, four baby boomers in the history of the 21st century. I bet we could do that. We could probably send Guinness a note. Oh, wouldn't wouldn't that be fun? Yeah, 1,200 okay, we'll 1, isn't really a lot. No, but... It's, I mean, if that, you think about it, I mean, that's an easy, that's an easy record to achieve. 
Yeah, all it takes is, you know, one afternoon, a bottle of Jack Daniels and Amazon, and you pretty <laughs> much can beat that record. <laughs> are they 1,200 different cars, or are they just... Yes. just Oh, okay. Wow. 1,200. Yeah, I look at the picture. They're, they're, they're all um, different? Just, Every one of them's different. No, I think some of them look similar. Yeah, well, then that's that's a stupid record then because you just ordered 1,201 <laughs> from Amazon. Exactly. <laughs> I exactly. beat you, idiot. <laughs> it uh, took him 15 years to collect them. Yeah, well, good. everybody's got to collect something, you know, and or do, do something. something. You right. got to do something. Don't want to collect like, dust. I, I enjoy, I'm sorry, Tim? Don't want to collect dust. Yeah, no, that that'll come later, you know, when you when you go below ground. But this is another day above ground, and uh, and so I, I like to garden, and we we started thinking, well, baby boomers are starting to get back into that during the pandemic. Why don't we talk to a gardener who could give us some advice, such as pulling weeds is better than pushing up daisies. You know, that's the kind of advice that we're looking for here. And so we found this guy and brought him to you at, at no additional cost. And so we have uh, we have gotten Dave Title, who I believe lives out in the uh, Denver area. Dave is an uh, expert gardener. Dave, welcome to Another Day Above Ground. Well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, I'm outside of Boulder, actually, near, in Longmont. Oh, okay. Well, Colorado, Colorado. It's a square state. We don't pay much attention to it. Anyhow. That's very hey. true. <laughs> That's okay. I am bringing all of the attention to Colorado that it needs at this moment. <laughs> well, that's okay. Texas likes it too. They like to ski here. So, uh, gardening. What's, well, how, you know, I've been, I've been gardening since I was a child and I, I still enjoy it. And every year I look forward to it. But people who have never done it before, how do you start? Well, you start by growing a few things on your patio. You know, see if you got a green thumb. You fill up a couple of flower pots, maybe get some tomatoes and peppers at the local nursery and see if you can grow. That's very easy. The other thing you need is just a patch of land with uh, some sunlight on it. You just got to dig it up, dig in a little compost with it, and maybe plant just a few things by seed how if come, you want. How come it works for some people and doesn't work for others? Have you ever noticed that? Like two people can go to Home Depot and buy the same little teeny plants and plant them on their patio, like me and Jessica, right? This so David just to, to you know be full transparency. David is a, a friend of mine and mutual friend of me and my friend Jessica. And Jessica and I will go to Home Depot buy the same plants. She'll have this giant tomato plant with like forty tomatoes, and I'll get one sad green thing that falls off. And what 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 is that about? Well, it's the same thing that Jessica asked me when she kept getting tomatoes with one poor little thing coming off. Two things: soil prep and fertilizing. First of all, when you plant your tomato, you got to put it in decent soil. It's got to have some acid in it. So it's nice to mix some peat in with the potting soil. With some, the other some thing, peat moss? Is that peat what you moss. Yeah. Peat moss. Yeah, okay. no, yeah Dale was acid, thinking man. something Drop else when, couple... he, when you said you were putting acid in your tomatoes. Right, I'm yeah. thinking you well, no, no, no. a couple they put, tablets they, in. And... Here, here they put that in something else, but that's <laughs> never that. But uh, yeah, you just make, you want to make the... If you take the soil out of the ground here, it's going to be basic because it's clay, it's hard, it's tough stuff. And we mix the peat in with it to neutralize it and aerate it a little bit. So, any, But anytime you're going to put tomatoes in, you want it to be a little acidic. 
So you want to put a little peat moss in with your tomatoes, and you want to fertilize them about every two weeks. How often did you fertilize your tomatoes? I'm just curious. I don't fertilize anything. I don't believe in it. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, that's, a, that's a headline. Carolyn doesn't believe in fertilization. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's another show right there, isn't it? Yes, it certainly is. And while we're on the topic, Carolyn, I think Pete is spelled P-E-A-T, not P-E-T-E. I was bobbing it. I don't understand. Putting a little Pete in it. In. Yeah, we imported it from Canada. It's one of their major imports. What Now, I, I've been reading some things, and I'm just wondering, two things I've been reading that might have uh, benefits for the soil. One is coffee grounds. Is that correct? Absolutely. And, 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 and what does that do? Does that add acid or what does that, uh, what does that do to the soil? It makes them grow way faster and talk way faster, too. It's great. Yeah. Well, besides, besides exciting the earthworms, which is always very nice because you want that. Oh, uh, yeah. Soil gets compact. We just by walking on it and just gravity just compacts. And coffee grounds, when you mix them into the soil, gives it spaces for air. You, that helps roots. Roots need oxygen or they will drown. Uh, okay. You know, yeah, that's why pots have holes in the bottom. The water has to drain out or the roots will drown. And, and the other thing, um, fireplace ashes, is that a good additive? Uh, yeah, it's potash. It's got some things in it. I wouldn't mix too much in. It's a good thing. Uh, but you really want what you're talking about is you want to have a whole bunch. I have a couple of bins outside my house. In those bins, one bin gets all the green stuff, you know, weeds and uh, branches that I chop up a little bit. The other one gets food from the house. Anything that's not dairy or meat goes in that one. And I no seeds because I don't want seeds coming up. So that's where all my coffee grounds go. What I'll do is, I don't know, in a few months or so, date of November sometime, I'll bring in a bunch of other compost, I'll mix it into the soil, and I'll let it sit all winter. Hmm. Now you mentioned potash. You, you got to use a lot of pot to get sustainable ashes from there, because usually <laughs> I just get a little bit of ash each time, and it's not going to grow anything. No, that's it, very true. It doesn't but, grow anything. I hear it repeat that. But it certainly is fun to grow it anyway. I had a compost bin when I was living in Chicago, and I got in trouble with the city because it was attracting rats. Yeah, I can understand that. Is there I any mean, way, if you, is, is you there have a lid? You gotta have a kind of a trash can kind of thing yeah. so you can put a tight lid on it. It's the only way to get away with it. Hmm. Yeah. And, and it's still it's still compost without without having air in it. I thought you kind of had to keep turning well, you, it around with you, get... you, you, yeah, you do. You open it up and you're gonna be putting compost in it every day. You open it up, oh, okay. you give it a shake. Nice thing about it, don't get the giant trash cans, you only make these little trap metal trash cans, right? Get the little one, give it a shake every now and again. It'll be fine. They're, those are not airtight. They're just going to be rodent tight. Okay. Okay. Well, they can get. Yeah, they can squeeze through a hole the size time. of a pencil. I hear. So. Uh, well, you know that's 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 very interesting. I never heard that. My. <laughs> the problem we have in Colorado so. is bears, that's right, David? Big pencil. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> I was saying in Colorado, the problem we have is bears. Bears come around the neighborhood and look through and look for trash and compost, right? Yes, they do. But uh, they're not going to look into the compost. They don't want anything rotten. They're going to look. They're going to open up the real trash first. 
They want those thrown out hamburgers. They want the French fries. They're not going to really go into a compost heap unless they're starving. Because compost, basically the bacteria and the molds have taken over by that point. And they're not going to eat that crap. Who has ever put a French fry in the trash? I, I think <laughs> I'm over 60. I have never put a single French fry in the trash. Well, there you go. There are people who just can't finish them. Huh. Uh, they're few and far, but, you know, when you're out in the wilderness, a French fry is all it takes to get a bear coming at you. Well, that's true. Either that or an alluring look. I've had that happen. Anyhow, uh, let me let me just ask you this, David. Uh, uh, um, what was I going to ask? Oh, tomatoes. We've been talking about just tomatoes. What other vegetables are easy to grow, no matter where you live? Green beans. Green beans, okay. You just pop them in the ground, and in about a month and a half, you'll have green beans. Very easy to grow. Don't the rabbits and stuff eat that, or you have to protect it from them? I don't have much problem with rabbits because we got fox around here. Ah, well, good for you. Okay. <laughs> but uh, we just got the Kiwanis around here. And, and when I lived in Boulder, which was really close to the foothills, I had to put up a chicken wire fence to keep the rabbits out. But that's all it took. Okay, so green beans and, and what else? Beets. Beets, but yeah, but you got to like them. I love beets. I used to grow beets as a kid because okay, my mom well, liked them and I hate uh, them. Okay. Uh, green beans, beets, uh, let's see now. What would be really easy to grow? What about Tomatoes, radishes and strawberries? Well, fruit's different. Fruit, you got to really prep the ground. Uh, raspberries, you got to plant and wait a couple seasons for them to get mature. I mean, I've got a whole row of raspberries here, but they've been producing for 15 years. Right. They didn't produce the first three years. Who has that kind of time? We're boomers. We're going to be dead soon. I could go to the store and get raspberries in five minutes. Who has time this, for this? Gardening. This it's not, a hobby. This is not a hobby for ADHD. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> this is not, I mean, if you're OCD, oh, baby, I got something for you. Because <laughs> <laughs> this is repetitive stuff. I mean, it really is. Oh, yeah. Especially planting. I mean, it's really, and, you know, planting, you got to be careful because if you plant a lot, you're going to have a lot. I mean, there are, <laughs> I like to give my neighbors packets of zucchini seeds. I'm just going to say that. One word <laughs> zucchini. <laughs> That's easy to grow, but you give it to your neighbors. Let them grow it. They'll have tons. Okay. <laughs> and you say, "Hey, you got any zucchini?" Click, click. And I first grew when I first grew zucchini. I didn't know I grew four plants. <laughs> if if you if you left your car unlocked within three blocks of my house. There was just a couple of zucchini on the pasture. <laughs> Actually, if you're if you're ADD, I could suggest something you could garden that might help. Please. Oh, well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
most of, most of my crop is not psychoactive, so I don't know what to tell you here. Now, most. You need to combine that with the tomatoes. Then you got a salad, my friend. Okay. Well, that's, that's, a, that's a great place to grow them because the leaves kind of look alike, too. Exactly. Now, I'm just wondering, I have some pots out on my deck this year. I always <laughs> wanted to grow um, wheat. And so I put in a crop, and it, it started to come up. But I'm not going to have enough to make a cookie. No, you don't have enough to make a cracker. <laughs> <laughs> I bought a thresher and everything. I thought this would be great, man. Grow oh my yeah. Feet. No, yeah, yeah. Well, you know that's great if you you know if you got put that about you know ten thousand pots. Okay. okay. It'll be good. It'll be good. But boy, that's a lot of walking. Yeah, and you got to find time... someone to mill it for you too. That's. Uh... <laughs> There you go. There's a, uh, there's, a community, there's a community lot where I live where they give like 20 foot by 20 foot plots to anybody who wants one to grow a garden in the summer. And or I hide that. a body. It is Chicago. Yeah. And, 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 and so uh, you know, I did that for a couple of summers. And I thought the third year, you know, all these people have gardens probably because they don't have backyards. I want to have the whole plot sodded. And just put a chaise lounge out there, <laughs> <laughs> and it'll be my backyard. Well, and instead it, of put instead of putting down sod, which is going to be like soaking up water, which gets more expensive every year, I would just put down some creeping thyme, or something that's a little less water thirsty. Living out here in Col living out here in Colorado, we have to consider water consumption. You know, it gets dry out here. You've heard about the problems we're having west of here. I mean, we're lucky. We're, we got the mountains that store the snow. It's all the states downhill from here. Ah, I have to okay. fight over the water. Well, yeah, because you get it first. Exactly. I mean, there are rules. We can't take it all. But, you know, we were here first, so we get the water first. The, the deals are pretty good for Colorado. But if you're in Arizona, New Mexico, Southern California, and you're watching those two uh, dams out in, you know, where is it? In, Hoover Dam was go, slowly going away. That's your water supply, and that's power for the entire area too. Yeah, if yeah. That, if that water goes down, boom. So you know, me, I, you ask me, what do you want? You know, side your lawn? Sure, go ahead. Uh, but there are other there are alternatives, and you can who's, eat. You can. Who's Creepy Time? I don't know who that is. Creepy Time is a cousin of Nice Time. No, creepy time is when you have to spend an hour alone in the room with Dale. <laughs> well, could be a crappy time, but you know. Here we go. Is there a weed? Is creepy time a weed? Like we have here, what we call creeping Charlie, which is just this weed that just goes everywhere. Well, yeah, it's supposed to go everywhere, but this is not one that's going to like take over the neighborhood. Oh, okay. Kind of, so it knows you, its you plant. You, yeah, you plant a few. Yeah, it's, it's trainable. I think would be the word. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If only kids were that like that, or that'd be great. Or you know, a trowel, you know, some fertilizer. You never know with these kids. Now, what about weeds? I mean, that's the worst part of being a gardener is you got to pick weeds all the time. I enjoy picking weeds. I tell people every weed I pick, I name it after somebody I don't like, and yank Perfect. it out of the ground. 
And Perfect. one woman said, you must not like a lot of people. I said, there's 438 people in Congress alone. You tell me. <laughs> and uh, so so what do you do? You, uh, do you hand pick all your weeds? Do you, do you have any kind of uh, uh, weed aside, either natural or 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 chemical? Well, the first thing that people have to learn is what is a weed? You know, I mean, you're looking at your, your plants, everything, but when, you know, the seeds come up, so do a million other things because you're watering and there's other seeds in the ground. So what's my seed, you know? I mean, a giveaway is that, gee, there's a straight line of something. Right. Uh, if, if you can plant in a straight line. But once you know what you're picking up, I mean, there's basically, there's a couple of tools out there. They're mostly Japanese. They're kind of like little curved scythes, handheld. It's called uh -huh. a kana, K-N-A. That'll usually get down low enough below the plant into the weed. A really quick, simple motion. It's kind of, it's kind of like a little, uh, kind of like a little, uh, I don't know, ninja tool for gardeners. Just, oh, there you go. Okay. And lop off the weed. Uh, as far as killing, let's say I've got a ditch I want to, you know, kill off a lot of bindweed that's growing. I will take 30% vinegar, which is really strong. If you're sensitive skin, you got to be careful with the stuff. And uh, a cup of organic orange oil. And I'll you're going up there and making a salad? <laughs> no, no, no. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be making a salad with this stuff. This stuff is caustic. No, it's, it's what is, like... It's organic orange oil? I've never heard of that. Yeah, well, basically it's cold-pressed orange skins. It's organic orange oil. You can get them in about, you can get about a quarter of the time uh, out of the internet. Mm -hmm. And basically, I put in one of those big green sprayers that you hand pump up. And sure, sure. Shake, shake it up, and it's just spray. It does smell kind of like an organic, an orange salad. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like a little bit of poppy seeds, yeah. some mustard. You're all set. <laughs> I spray some behind my ears and go out and meet a gardener. I'm excited. But at 15 minutes behind you, it's all dead and burned up because of the vinegar. Yes. The yeah. orange oil. The orange oil makes it stick. And that's the whole idea. But the idea is it's got to be organic because I do this at an organic farm. So if you mix that up and you put it in a sprayer and you set the spray on like a fine tip, you could actually go to your neighbor's lawn and spell something out, and the next day it would be dead. Yes, absolutely. It would be dead in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's your tip for today, kids. Vinegar and orange but, oil. But there's a problem. People aren't teaching cursive anymore, so you have to be very <laughs> <laughs> David used to be a teacher. David, you spent like 35 years as a teacher, didn't you? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, that yeah. was fun. And and now well, you do... Sure. You, you do all this gardening, and um, but he also cans and jars pretty much everything he gardens. So Colorado is very famous for peaches and plums. Did you oh, know yeah. that? Like we have Palisades peaches here that I think I personally think are some of the best in the world. And David um, jars them. So give us a two-second lesson, David, on how do you jar a peach? You gotta get behind. Tell it it's been it. it. <laughs> okay. uh, peaches are not that bad. You wanna make it you wanna just can peaches? Yeah. yeah okay. You, you wanna jar Basically, a peach, you, you tell him his dad was a plum. Uh, you, they, you gotta get what they call a box of firsts. Okay, a really good box of peaches. Otherwise, you know, the second's got bruises, it's not gonna look pretty. So you drop it in a you drop it, drop the peaches in some hot water, boiling water. One minute, pull them out. 
put them in cold water. Skins just slip right off. Then you just got to half them or quarter them, whatever you want to do, and put them in a pot. Big pot, whatever you, uh, you know. Then you got to make a syrup. And there's all kinds of syrups you make. You make a low sugar syrup, middle sugar, high syrup. It's all on the internet. You can get the proportions. It's usually like a, a cup to a quart sugar to water. You, you, pour, you mix it up, you pour it in, you get it hot, you put it in jars, and you're good to go. And how long will that last? Uh, I've had peaches. I don't like to keep more than a year because they start to turn color. But oh, yeah. uh, jam, jams will last. A jam or a jelly because I put uh, acetic acid in it. It's called Fruit Fresh. It's vitamin C. That keeps the color. I just don't like putting it in peaches. But I like putting it in jams and jellies, and they'll keep two years. Okay, so you're all set for the, uh, you didn't have to go to the store during the pandemic then. Uh, you know, no, for jelly I, at least, uh, you know, for jelly. However, however, this is very interesting. Like you were talking about how this has become a more popular hobby. Mm -hmm. For the first time in, I don't know, 40 years, last summer, halfway through the summer, you couldn't buy a jar. Everybody was sold out. Nobody in the supply chain was expecting such an increase in, you know, these, these empty jars, quarts, pints, quilts, there's all kinds. But you couldn't find one. People were selling them online for twice the price. It was crazy. And this year, it's almost just as bad. So nobody's figured out yet that they could put out twice the amount of jars they're putting out because people are canning now. I mean, you plant a couple rows of green beans, you can't eat that many green beans. <laughs> well, I've got a I've got a suggestion if you uh, if you cannot find jars cuz I uh, I used to can tomatoes and I found it's much easier to dry them. Drying them is good. You got to have a you know, either a dehyd you have a dehydrator? No, I've got an oven and I just uh, uh I I I I, I, I got I have like a d drying screens. And uh, I just, I just uh, ate the, the to cut the tomatoes in eighths, lay them on the screens, and then put them at like 350, put them in at 350, and then turn the, the oven all the way down. So it starts at 350, right. and then just leave them, leave the oven on low for a couple days. And they, 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 they're like sun-dried tomatoes, and they're much easier yes, than, exactly. you don't have to peel them, you don't have to uh, wash the jars, and then you just just... Uh, Scrape them up and dump them in a plastic bag, and they're good for You're you. You don't need now. the sun, you know. Yeah, what? I don't usually I don't usually dry the tomatoes for a couple of reasons. Uh, because I have these jars of plum, uh, plum tomatoes and regular tomatoes. From there, I can make it into a sauce. I can make it into a salsa. I could use it in a stew. I mean, I could rehydrate the dried tomatoes, but I won't be having pints and pints of it. So, yes, the dried tomatoes is very good if you've got a couple of plants. But if you've got, I don't know, 12 plants growing out there, uh, you're going to be by your oven for, for a couple of weeks, putting in tray after tray after tray after tray. After he after likes tray. it by the oven. It's very warm and toasty. Yeah. So, yeah, good place to be in the summertime. Absolutely. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, we've, we've learned a lot That's about... But the canning is good. I mean, the dry, I'm not trying to put you off. The drying no. is an excellent way of, of getting when you get tired of canning to do something else with the damn stuff. I agree. 
So if you, if you can can your vegetables, you can dry your vegetables, you can grow your vegetables, and, uh, and, uh, and you can uh, put all kinds of stuff in there, like, uh, like what did we say, coffee grounds and cough syrup, or I forget what else it was. But uh, we've learned a lot from a guy who's been doing this for a long, long time. Dave Title, thank you very much. Are you going to be sending us any produce that uh, possibly we could talk about at a later show? Maybe just a, a few dozen jars of something? Well, you know, uh, I've mailed these things, and uh, I don't mind doing it. I just need a, a box, an address, you know. I got a box here, and I'll fill it with um, with styrofoam pellets, and then I'll send it to you, and then you can just put the jar in that box. I always wondered how they pack that stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> don't let the styrofoam get in the jars. That's the key. Thank you very much, Dave Title, for helping our Baby Boomer listeners figure out the fun of gardening. We appreciate your tips. Thanks for joining us. And that wraps it up for yet another week of Another Day Above Ground. Now, we have, uh, we've learned a lot this week. We still have more to learn. But, Carolyn, what did, what did you learn that you want to take into the future? I learned that I need to have friends that grow zucchini. I need. I learned that I need to go up to David's house and pick up a couple of jars of some peaches. And I learned that it's quicker to go to the store and buy raspberries than to grow them for a couple of years. That is what I learned. See, so you were paying attention. How about I, you, Tim? What did you learn? Anything? Yeah, I learned that uh, only a portion of Dave's garden is uh, not psychoactive. <laughs> I, uh, I think that, wasn't that a Beatles tune, Dave's Garden? <laughs> How about you, Dale? You're the gardener amongst us. What did you learn? I learned that I've been doing the right thing by throwing the coffee grounds out the back door because, you know, what else am I going to do with them? And, uh, and, and just, uh, you know, I, I appreciate all of his insight, and we're going to grow more tomatoes next year. Enough for the whole neighborhood or whoever wants to buy them. Anyhow... That's it for this week. Please go out and start your garden, plan your garden, think about your garden for next year, and uh, and enjoy this day because it is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening. <laughs>